whoa, 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 welcome to episode 43 of Have a Blessed Gay, your spiritual comedy podcast. I'm your holy host, Tyler Martin. Apologies for being a little absent on social media these past several days. I had a majorly needed a vacay to the beautiful Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and as luck would have it, I, of course, got sick during my trip. I know, I know, I know. So I have been in recovery mode since I got back. But I'm on the up, baby. You can't keep me down. And if you want to see vacation pics, I shall be posting in the near future on my personal Instagram. So check it out. It was hella fun. My partner, Enrique, and I, even sick, had a blast and some pretty wild adventures. I'm really excited about this episode because I am doing my very, very first giveaway! You get a car! You get a car! You get a car! (laughs) Alright, maybe not a car, but something pretty cool and totally free. And who doesn't love free goodies? I am going to be giving a signed copy with a personal message from yours truly of the book, The Deconstructionist Playbook, that I was a contributing author for. One lucky-ass person will get this book full of essays written by the top deconstructionists and several that have been on the podcast, so you will definitely see some familiar names in there. And something that I personally love about the book is that you get different voices. So if one writer just does not speak to you, you have a shit ton of others that might. It truly is a wonderful book. And because they are essays, you can read one once a day and make it a devotional kind of thing, read it all at once, or use it as a new coffee coaster. I don't care. It'll be yours. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Get as kinky as you wish. All you gotta do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, take a picture of said review when it is posted, which usually takes a couple of days for it to actually go through, then email hello at haveablessgay.com with your name, your email, and the picture of your review posted. If you've already left a review in the past, that is totally okay. You can still enter, no worries at all. Just go take a picture of that old review. That's totally fine. Or even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, if you have an iPhone, it automatically comes with the Purple Podcast app. But if you'd rather do it on a computer, I have written the links where you can still leave a review in the show notes so I got everyone covered. I will do a random drawing in about a week and a half and announce it on social media and in the next episode. So make sure you're following on social media. I will then email you for the address you would like it shipped to. So let's say you even already bought the book, go ahead and enter because you can send it to a family member or friend or someone you absolutely hate, I don't care and I will send that baby off wherever you tell me to. I am so, so excited to do this. Like I said, you can find all the info you need to submit in the show notes, and I'll post the rules on social media as well. Totally free, very fast, and you might get the signed book, so yay. And speaking of reviews, let's read the review for the week. 
This one is from GamerNYC, who says, Worth checking out. Great conversation, funny, with great guests and host. It's like a great radio show about spirituality, but also lighthearted and fun. Excited to see where this show goes, but would definitely wreck. Well, thank you, thank you, Gaber NYC, and we're in the same city. Hey, shout out NYC. I so appreciate your kind words. Thank you for leaving that review. Now, to celebrate deconstruction and this book giveaway, I have a treat for you. I am going to read excerpts from my essays that I wrote for our Bible app, one of which is in the book, and discuss the themes. So you'll get a little preview. Deconstruction is the method of taking something apart, analyzing and questioning the absolute shit out of it examining and questioning religion, spirituality, social norms, politics. It is what we do on this podcast. It is such a core theme of this podcast. It's an every damn episode. But it is something I don't really explicitly talk about a ton. I don't throw the word deconstruction around. And specifically, I haven't really talked much about the themes I wrote about in these essays. So, I'm actually really pumped to share the themes with you. I will be talking about the choice of religion and faith, our inner baby angel voices, abandonment, and the options we have after deconstruction. Wait, hold on. Are we deconstructing deconstruction right now? This episode is meta as fuck. Hot damn. Well, I guess let's go for it, shall we? Let's get to it, my spiritual sluts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading provider of online counseling. Y'all, the world is crazy and mental health is important. Some might even call it spiritual. I personally use BetterHelp myself and absolutely love what they're doing. BetterHelp makes professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So if you're struggling emotionally, battling anxiety, or you can't stop crying after an episode of Queer Eye, BetterHelp can be there for you anytime, anywhere. Go to my personal link at betterhelp.com slash blessgay to check it out and get what? 10% off. The best part is you don't even have to leave your house. They offer four ways to speak with a licensed counselor, video calls, phone calls, real-time chat, and direct messaging. All counselors have been qualified and certified by their state's professional board. In other words, you're not talking to a lobster dressed in human clothes. They're legit. All you gotta do is go to my link at betterhelp.com slash gay and begin the questionnaire to match you with a therapist who is uniquely qualified to serve your needs. How sexy. It's super duper easy and you're matched within 24 hours or less. BetterHelp has a monthly subscription rather than paying per session, which makes it cheaper. But if finances are still a concern, financial aid is available for those who qualify. Get counseling, improve your life, and help this podcast out in the process by going to betterhelp.com slash blessgay. Sign up today and get 10% off. That's betterhelp.com slash blessedgay. I had the absolute privilege of seeing the original Off-Broadway Playwrights Horizons production of the play The Christians by Lucas Nath here in New York City a few years ago. 
and it immediately found its way into my top favorite plays. The story follows a pastor named Paul as he presides over a congregation of thousands with classrooms for Sunday school, a coffee shop in the lobby, and a baptismal font as big as a swimming pool. <laughs> and the set, y'all, the set was so incredible. I felt like I was in a damn church back in Texas. Blue carpeting. Blue carpeting a real choir sitting in the back hymn numbers on the wall even the smell like they had the aesthetic down to a t and that t stood for triggering it stood for trauma my gosh anytime i see blue carpet my asshole just tightens up it is never a good sign within the show as pastor paul preaches he poses a question to his congregation one that shapes the congregation's beliefs. He brings up and questions the concept that only people who know Jesus may enter heaven. You know, all that Jesus is the only way BS. Then, he asks his congregation about a child who does not get introduced to Jesus before dying. Does that mean that that child doesn't get to live in heaven? Quite a heavy question, specifically for evangelicals, so much of their faith is built on this foundation of getting that message out there, converting as many people as possible. This play, The Christians, is about faith in America and the trouble with changing minds. It presents a tremendously effective way to look at deconstruction and people's unwillingness to question. You understand why I love it? It is so my shit. And the writing is just so stellar. Truly, I loved it so much. After I saw the play, I went to buy the script at the drama bookstore here in New York. And actually, it is an amazing read. A lot of plays, or the majority of plays, I would say, are solely meant to be watched, not read. But I believe this one is fantastic for both. I highly, highly recommend it. And hey, y'all know I am not one to over compliment people's work on here, so... I fucking mean it. I mean, I, he's not even a guest on here. So really, there is absolutely no reason for me to blow smoke up anyone's ass. I just <laughs> love it that much. So much that I used a quote from the play for my first essay that I'll share an excerpt from. Just to give you a little background on the quote that I chose, it comes from a monologue by the associate pastor in the play, a person who felt saved by the evangelical church. He is talking with the head pastor about his mother's last moments on this earth and what he chose to talk with her about in those precious last minutes. Cue some sad, dramatic ass music. Then just say you believe, say it with me. I believe in Jesus and I believe he died for my sins. Say it with me. And she said, I would like to say I believe, but if I did, it would be a lie. Honey, I am going, I am leaving this earth and I will not spend my final breath saying a damn lie. It's not easy for me to believe there is a hell. It doesn't make me feel good to believe there is a hell. In fact, it hurts. Because I know every day that I will never see my mother again. And if I do, if I do, it'll be me 
high above her, looking down and seeing her suffer for the rest of eternity. And I wonder sometimes, Pastor Paul, if my heaven will be a kind of hell. wonder if my heaven will be a kind of hell, doesn't it give you goosebumps down your ass crack? My God, it's so good. And as a person who was raised constantly in fear of going to hell, in a perpetual state of believing I might not be good enough for my creator, this concept hits me so hard. And I just thought that was a beautiful way to begin this essay. A beautiful way to frame our minds as we examine deconstruction. Excerpt from my first essay. We don't get to choose our sexuality, but we do get to choose our religion. As little baby angels, we enter the world naked, not just physically, but metaphysically. We don't inherently understand our society's concepts of gender, sexuality, prejudice, or worship. We don't yet know to look forward to the weekend, that the best way to eat popcorn is when it is swimming in butter, or that when a southerner says, bless your heart, it really means, you dumb bitch. We enter the world with one thing, our inner voice, our spirit. And in the beginning, that voice is our best friend, possibly our only friend. We trust them, we know them, hell, I would even say we like them. However, as we grow up, some of us begin to make new friends. We desperately seek approval as we attempt to hang out with the popular kid, society. Some of us dress like them, talk like them, ultimately turning down or even off our inner voice. Religion is something we learn, not something we are born with. We don't come out of the womb reciting prayers, chewing on wafers, or performing VBS skits. Christianity, for example, is a learned practice, not inherently within any of us. What then of a child in a non-Christian society that passes away, not ever hearing of Jesus and his miracles? Does that child burn in hell for all eternity? No, I... I don't believe so. I grew up in a lower-class, conservative Christian household in the Texas town called White Settlement, and my family had an infestation of ministers. I was taught to dislike other religions, even other denominations, to feel superior knowing I would get to have all the cotton candy I wanted in heaven, while others would burn in hell for all eternity, and lacking cotton candy. But the thing was, I hadn't fully turned off my inner voice, my spirit. In fact, it was obnoxiously loud sometimes, and it told me that those teachings were wrong. I believe we are created in a God's image. We are made of the same stardust. And that spirit that is within us, talking to us as a baby, that, that is the closest we may ever get to feeling fully connected to the source on this earth. But, if we listen to ourselves now, we might unveil some incredible truths. 
when I let myself hear and feel without judgment, I knew, I knew without a doubt that I was gay and that there was nothing wrong with that. It was not a choice, but something I entered this earth with. But shockingly, when I listened to that same voice, I also knew without a doubt that I did not enter this world as a Christian. And even more than that, I was not a Christian. Not in the way that other people in my life seem to identify with the word anyway. Christianity is a choice. One of many options I could choose as a spiritual tool. Religions in general, they are a choice. What a lot of people think deconstruction is, is abandonment. It requires us to abandon or be abandoned by family, friends, a group, a religion, or even, most tragically, a god. And I understand why people think that, because often that can be a side effect. But I'd argue that that's actually not what deconstruction is at all. Or it doesn't have to be anyway. Deconstruction is the act of asking questions. That's it. And what you do with the answers? Well, that's up to you. Someone can start their deconstruction journey as a proud Muslim and stay a proud Muslim. In my third essay, I talk about the aftermath of deconstruction. The only thing scarier than deconstruction, scarier than rocking your faith, well, that is having had deconstructed, surrounded by crumbled buildings, broken relationships, and feeling like, where the fuck do I go now? What the hell am I supposed to do now that I know I was lied to, that I was abused? And there is no way to make it look pretty. It sucks, but it's not the end. This is an excerpt from my third essay. Deconstruction is not a restriction. It is a liberation. Cleaning out my bedroom has always been therapeutic throwing out what I don't need and, more importantly, what I don't want. However, as a teenager, without fail, my first roadblock was always when my parents saw what I wanted to throw out. But you love that. Tyler, now that still fits you. Wait, hold on, that's new. You only got that four years ago. <laughs> oh, my parents are gonna kill me for that accent. Deconstruction is no different. It's a long journey of cleaning out what we don't need and want. After we've asked the hard questions, after we've educated ourselves and had the uncomfortable conversations, we're left with a hefty donation pile. Although I thought of it as a roadblock at the time, I must annoyingly admit I now appreciate my parents always stopping me, making me double check what I wanted to throw out. Without a doubt, I would find a handful of items I regretted putting in the trash. Well, isn't this also true of deconstruction? As angry as I get at the Christian faith, there are things I will always absolutely adore about it. And maybe, just maybe, I don't have to completely cast it entirely out of my life. If you like the format of a Christian or Jewish or Buddhist prayer, keep it. If you like wafers and grape juice, as shocking as this might be, those are available in most non-religious grocery stores, so get out there and buy them in bulk. 
No matter if I use tarot, spell candles, or join some obnoxiously energetic cycling class, Jesus will always be my man crush Monday. The idea of that guy inspires the shit out of me, whether I use the label Christian or not. Deconstruction is not a restriction, it is a liberation. What are the things you love about your religion? Are there ways to keep those things while affirming your badass beautiful self? Are there rituals and traditions from other religions or practices that speak to you? Test them out. You literally have nothing to lose. Spirituality and religion can live together, but they can also live apart, so you don't have to restrict yourself to religious traditions. There are plenty of ways to connect to spirit, like being in nature, journaling, listening to music, reading, cooking, having wild sex, the list is endless. Deconstruction is not a restriction, it is a liberation. Deconstruction is not an end, it is a beginning. I love deconstruction, y'all. Obviously, when we have the courage to ask questions, we become powerful. Those questions are powerful. That knowledge is powerful. And what we do with that knowledge has power. For those interested in deconstruction, I think the deconstructionist playbook sincerely is a great starting point or a way just to reflect if you have already begun your ongoing journey. It might give you some different points of view, which are always helpful. And I'm really stoked to share the book with you. Again, to win the free signed copy, just leave a review on Apple Podcasts, take a pic once it is posted and approved, then email hello at haveablessgay.com with the pic, your name, and email address. All that information, including the links, is in the show notes, and I'll also post about it on social media with instructions as well. Now, if you have questions about deconstruction, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I truly mean that every time I say it and I will continue to say it, I am more than happy to listen and help in any way that I possibly can. But now if you are in a space where you need help right this moment, I also post helplines in the show notes, so check them out if you need to. You are not alone. Even if you were put in a position where you felt like you had to abandon, or if you were abandoned, you are not alone. You are now a part of an inspiring group of people that are deconstructing and trying to make the world a better place. Just remember these words, okay? You are special. You are purposeful. And you are fucking beautiful. Have a blessed, deconstructed gay, y'all.